Here we go then, a bit of uh, wonderful water effects in the background. Come out to St John's to the wonderful uh, wildlife garden at St John's. Always a joy to have a little paddle around here as we often have done over the years on various things on Manx Radio and today on the podcast for Manimal. Um, we've come here not to actually look at the plants, wonderful though they are, but perhaps look at something <laughs> which a lot of gardeners don't necessarily like to see in their garden too often. Slugs. I thought it'd be a perfect one for the Manimal podcast. And if you're thinking slugs, there's only one woman to go slugging with. And that's Dawn. And have you, you been passionate about slugs for a while? They've sort of grown on me, if you could say a slug can grow on you. Um, basically, when I was working at the Wildlife Trust, Tim Graham, the then CEO, recognised that there was a big hole in our knowledge of the invertebrates out there. And it came up, would someone go on a slug course? And me being me, a very enthusiastic, went, yes, I'm going to do it. So that's how it happened. (laughs) I love it. And you have become something of a sort of slug enthusiast now. You're sort of, you're probably the only woman I know, at least on the (laughs) Alaman. There might be more out there somewhere on the line, I just don't know them, who genuinely sort of, you know, you wave a flag for the humble slug. I certainly do, because they're really underrated in our ecosystems. They're really important. Everyone thinks of them as a garden pest, but actually there's slugs out there that eat other slugs, and they have a fantastic method of tracking them down. They follow the slime of the trunk before and slowly track them down. It must be one hell of a chase to watch. And then there's a a lot of them do um, eat dead plant matter. So they're the great cleanup crew, really. And the other thing is, this is disgusting, but you know that dog poo that's in our street and everyone goes, uh, and all of a sudden it magically disappears? Guess who's cleaned it up? No, no way. Slugs. Slugs. No, yeah, I didn't know they that. love it. <laughs> really? They love it, yeah. Well, there, you've learned something already, folks, haven't you? Who knew that? I, <laughs> I certainly didn't. Slugs go for your dog poo. What a thought. Um, so do we have, I'm guessing, I know the answer to this one already, but things and it always gets me whenever you go out doing anything about the Isle of Man's environment and plants plants and wildflowers and trees lots of information lots of databases birds megafauna lots of stuff on that as well you come down to things like flies ants maybe spiders although there's a good spider group on the island obviously the eight legs of man and then slugs and generally there's not much information about just what we've got no there isn't at all this is why um, we formed the invertebrate group with the lovely kate hawkins and the fantastic steve krellin who are both absolutely fantastic in their um, fields of knowledge so kate does spiders and steve does flies and it's just trying to up that knowledge and trying to get people to identify these things they are important they're the basis for the whole food chain the whole food cycle and they support our ecosystems they're important to us as well so do you, well, I assume we don't actually have an official record of the species found on the Isle of Man. Do you know off the top of, the, of your head how many species you might have identified here since you've been sort of Mrs Slug? <laughs> I've, I've got about seven to my name. Um, when I started recording them, because there were no species recorded, apart from the ash black slug that was recorded, which is a very um, rare species and it indicates ancient woodlands, um, it's quite a story, that one, I that think. That was, it? yes, yeah. it was. And I think people were amazed. It's a huge, great big slug. It's, you know, it, it packs a punch, really. And if we could find a lemon slug, that would be even better because that one really does indicate ancient woodlands, whereas the ash black is a bit in between. Um, so, yeah, um, there's a lot of new records going on. And every time the invertebrate group goes out, we try and record slugs as well. 
brilliant. Uh, that's what we like to hear. I think it's just it's just the sort of information you need really for future generations. And as you say, seeing what's on the island and because everything's connected, as we know, uh, we'll have a little paddle around the uh, garden here. Then I think and uh, see what we can see. I do love the fact that again, you know, you actually did go on a slug ID course. Such a thing exists. Oh yes, it was really, really exciting weekend, I can assure you. And I had to take some specimens across from the island as well, so they had a beautiful trip across the water. Of course. And who actually ran it then? There was a slug specialist somewhere in the UK? There is. His name's Christopher, and um, he's sort of like the leading expert. So when we get slugs and we try and identify them, we pass our records on to him, and he verifies them, so it means the, the record is more accurate. Brilliant! I love it. Okay, let's have a little uh, a little paddle round and see if we can uh, see if we can see them in the garden. It has actually been quite dry of late, so it's if you're a slug lover, I suppose it's um, this sort of relatively dry weather we've had uh, for the last week or two probably doesn't help. No, it doesn't really, and the ground is really quite dry. So we're going to be looking under logs, under stones, underneath leaf litter for them. Um, and hopefully nearer to damper places. This is why I was hoping St John's Garden, with its lovely damp area, would have quite a few slugs around. But there you are, the sun shines. <laughs> it's always the way. Right, let's go and take a seat. See what we can see. We'll go and have a look. It's bound to be something somewhere. You can't possibly come to a garden in the Alabama and not find a slug. Dawn's getting ready for action. Rolling her sleeves up. That's good. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to go for a stone. Okay, let's see what we can find. Go for one under the shade of a tree because um, it'll be a lot damper under there rather than in the garden, the open grassland area. Okay, right. I'm going to pedal up and uh, right. see if we can find something. Lightly stone. Let's have a go. Ah, yes. Uh -huh. Aha! Look at that. You see, bingo, lovely. straight away. So. We have two lovely speckled green spotted um, slugs here. We're quite a size. I would say they were about what about eight centimeters. Yeah, thereabouts. It, yeah, and a lot of um, wood lice that are running around. I hope they don't get too close to them because obviously they're covered in a lot of uh, mucus. And you can see around this slug down here, there's a lot of mucus um, that's coming out. With their slime, what's really interesting, the mucus. They get two different sorts of slime. So they have a very watery one that um, works from the edge of the fort inwards and it's very watery and it's got chopped fibres in it and that's what helps them to climb because obviously with slime otherwise it's there to help them move, move and along. glide and if they would try to climb up they'd just be squeaking down every five minutes. So um, that mucus is really important to them but they also produce a second sort of mucus which um, operates from their head back to their foot and it's that really sticky one and that's great for them because um, they can use it for defense mechanisms so um, there's a species that use it and it's quite poisonous for them to eat and also the other predators they've got are things like beetles with huge great big mandibles well they get all gunked up by the mucus so it's a really good um, tactic to stop being eaten I must admit it puts me off eating them <laughs> Yeah, I think it put me off as well. And there you go. You see, you've learned something else already, haven't you, folks? Two different types of mucus from us. Look, who'd have known? I certainly didn't. You know they're very sticky when you see them. You also see, again, this one, um, as you say, is sort of speckledy green. It's um, I, These are the sort I see, I think, at least. Um, if I take the lid off my compost heap, I think uh, I often see these under the lid on my compost heap at home. 
Yes, they're very, very common. In fact, um, this is actually, I know this one to be the green cellar slug. And um, with this one, the RHS, the Royal Horticultural Society, are running a survey and they're asking people to report it in. It's very, very good um, detritivore. So you'll, that's why you'll see it in your compost heap. It's there having a good old munch. Ah, and now, just as we've been talking, you've unearthed another one just from the grass by the side of the stone there. Now, is that a young one, or is that something separate in one of the sort of... It's a much smaller one. Is that one of the killed slugs, or just a young cellar slug? This is um, a younger slug, yeah, it's a juvenile. It's not a killed slug. Um, what this one has, can you see on the mantle? So that's that funny hump that they have. So that funny hump is really important to them. In there, it contains their breathing pore, and it contains their genitalia. And, um, oops, he's just about to crawl off my finger. I'm just going <laughs> to redirect him. So um, you can see on this one, on the mantle, that hump, and it keeps it helps keep that moisture in as well because slugs are actually 80 to 90% water. Yeah. So obviously yep. they dry out really, really quickly. Um, so having a mantle actually compacts their surface area and um, helps them retain that water. But on this particular one, can you see there's two lines that are running down? Yes, yes I can, so just either side That's there. part of the um, diagnostic of it. And this one is actually something called an Iberian three-banded slug. I know it's only got two, don't panic, <laughs> slugs can't count. <laughs> Um, and these, yes, it says Iberian, they have come across. So a lot of slugs have been introduced to the UK from plants, um, garden centres, and also from bringing salad things across. Yeah, of course. And now they're well established in the UK as well. Wow. There you see. So three banded. So is there a third band or is it just some, one of those quirky names? It is. It's because this one's quite young. It is very faintly. You can see right down the middle. So you can see the two lateral, the I two can see side the lateral bands. Ones, yeah. yeah. But there is one just, and it's just because he's young and it's just still developing. Hasn't fully really. developed. Yeah. Up. Yeah. So you can see as well when it, the light shines on it. Can you see the very very bumpy back to it? Yep. These are called tubercles, and no one's really sure what they're what there for. for. Yeah, it could be that it helps them retain moisture. It could be it helps them actually move because by having those dips, it flexes their skin a bit more. But no one's really 100% sure. Wow. And are they hermaphrodites or are they male and female slugs? Um, hermaphrodites. Yeah. Very interesting. If you want to spend a happy afternoon on your computer and then probably get banned from the internet, then <laughs> yes, do please go ahead with it because it is very interesting. Yes, uh, it's another one of those things that you never quite get your head around, as I haven't, <laughs> and having never studied biology that closely. But yes, that weird thing of having both sexes in one body, as it were, very handy, I suppose, and cuts down on buying lots of drinks. But <laughs> that, but look at that, see that little one? He's quite attractive in his own way, isn't he? The three-banded one. He certainly is, and he's, it's, he's a very quick mover. Um, surprisingly, when a predator comes along, the slug's first instinct is to try and run away, which for a slug is not a <laughs> good not, idea. It's not really, a good move, is it? Um, the bigger species, the Aryan species, um, will then hump up and make themselves quite small, so you'll see themselves pull themselves together, and that has a secondary effect of clamping them down onto the ground so the predator can't actually pull them off the ground. Wow. Okay, we're going to pop him back uh, under his stone. Don't tell the gardeners. Uh, <laughs> he's fine. There he goes. You. That's it. There we go. And we'll pop the stone back in place so they don't dry out. And we'll just have another little snifty around here to see what else we can see. 
So that was a, a straight hit then. So this is the thing, you don't have to go far in your garden to uh, go and see if you can find a, a slug or two. There's going to be something somewhere, almost certainly. So let's have a little uh, fertile bit further up and see. It is quite dry though, it has been dry of late. So, uh, there's a stump there, I can't turn that one over. And it's like all things in nature, if you're looking for something, it's probably hard to find them. If you're not looking for them, you'll no doubt come across them left, right and centre, which is uh, often the way. Stones are always good, or a little rummage under the leaves. I'm going to find another stone, I think. Sometimes it's worth walking on fungus as well, because they absolutely adore fungus, oh, yes. especially milk caps and beliefs. They go crazy for them. <laughs> We've seen that on a fungi walk the other day on a foray, and of course, yes. Dawn was very keen to look at the slugs and the reds and say, oh, they're ruined, ruining the fungi. <laughs> Can't please everyone, that's what they say. Uh, it's a good time of year, for, of course, for fungi as well. In fact, speak of, speak of the devil, we've got some little there. Can you see here? Oh, yes. So this is um, a tree slug that we've got coming up here. The great thing about tracking down slugs, one, they're slow. Two, they leave a slime trail behind, which is absolutely delightful. So here we've got um, a slime trail heading up the tree. And what it's doing is looking for lichen, um, a moss that it can eat. So they're very um, interesting slugs and um, they actually produce a mucus where they can actually strand it so they can like parachute down, abseil down. Yes, yes, yep. Because unfortunately if a slug actually dropped out of a tree it would concuss itself and kill itself. Get away. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> There's another, you see something else you've looked, this is going to be full of uh, information you'll never known before. Who'd have thought that? I must admit, I did assume it would just drop, it would just sort of, you know, uncurl itself and slime, slide away. Yeah. yeah. You'd think they'd bounce, wouldn't you? Yeah. But no, they don't, no. Goodness me. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Fantastic. So you do see them going up the trees there. We'll just paddle around here and see, oops, see if we can see anything else. And then we'll, um, paddle back and have a look because there is such a thing as a slug ID book. Yep, I didn't know either but let's take a look here. There is a little stone. See if we can see anything. Not a lot on that one other than Parsons pigs. Aha, got a little something here. <coughs> this little guy in the corner here. Oh, he's lovely, yes. He's a super, super duper one. So this one, we'll just, here we go. This one is actually called a dusky slug. They do, some of them do have quite fantastic names. Um, you can tell, can you see down the side of the body that there's this lighter banding? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they come out, slugs can vary greatly in colour. It's a bit like looking at a colour chart, a Dulux colour um, chart. And they can go, especially the um, big black slug can actually be almost orangey in colour. So it is very, very confusing um, slug names. But this one's a particularly delightful one you can see the tubercles which are that the, you know the funny pattern on it they're quite coarse yeah yeah so there is actually a slug called the hedgehog slug and those tubercles have little tiny points on them a bit like the hedgehog fungus yep. that has a little um teeth on the gills underneath yeah wow. so he's lovely and so is that is that a young one because it's only small that's only like half an inch or quarter yes. of an inch long yes it is and he's um it's still got a bit to grow, but it's never going to be one of the massive slugs like the, the Aryan species. And we've got another one just here. Oh yes, there is. Which is just... Is that another cellar slug or is that something else? That's something a little bit different, I think. Oh yes, it is, I think. Right. 
ah, now he's interested. I think I'm going to have to take him back and um, examine him in detail so Marvelous. he gets a full treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky him. <laughs> He'll be pleased. <laughs> Great. So we'll put one back and we'll take one back to have a look. So, okie dokie. Right. Well, let's not keep him waiting and we'll go back because I know you've got, um, as I just mentioned, there is, and again, who'd have known, um, I've, over the years, had an observer's book of pretty much everything. I've never seen the observer's book of slugs, and I don't know whether it exists, but there is a, a slug ID book and, and a relatively recent publication. It is. It's come out within the last about five years, um, and it's published by the Field Studies Council, who do some fantastic guides for like amateur um, um, people who want to get into identifying this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like sort of naturalist series. Or a, yes, yeah. and it, it's very usable. It's in a table. It does take a bit of patience um, because you have to get used to the terminology like anything else, but it is absolutely fantastic help in the field. I highly recommend it. Right, well, we'll go back to the uh, picnic table and uh, handily, Dawn's brought a copy with it, so we'll have a look this little one we brought from the top here and see if we can see if we can key him out now i've keyed out um, fungi before i've never keyed out slugs it'd be fascinating let's go and take a look another top tip we were hearing before and that if you are going slugging and taking a look at slugs and do get all the mucus on your hands wet wipes or what was the other top tip vinegar was it vinegar in water yes it's really good you look, smell a bit like a chip shop for a couple of days afterwards but it does seem to to lift it off to do it okie yes. dokie Obviously don't handle the slugs after you've done that because um, it, it will damage them. Yeah, that's not going to do any good. And uh, here we go. So yeah, slugs of Britain and Ireland. Identification, understanding and control. Wonderful. Um, yeah, who'd have thought? I'd never seen this before. I never knew there was a slug guide going. So we've got that to hand. Uh, very good if you've got some uh, light reading going on. And ah, here we go. Now we've got a couple little ones here. So I can see in this little tub here that Dawn's got, we've got... This is your little cellar slug at the top here. The green cellar slug, yeah. yes. And then we've got the bigger um, Aryan species with that lovely foot fringe. So that's like a, an edge that runs all around the foot of the slug. So I love that term, gastropod, yes. which is stomach foot. I just absolutely adore that term. I think it describes us so completely. So um, the foot fringe is very important. We look for patterns and on this one, it's very stunningly bright orange, almost like that hive's um, jacket. Yeah, yeah. And you can see lines coming down from it. So when we get a slug to identify it, the first thing we look at, we look at the mantle and we look at the tubercles and we look at the size and the color. The other thing that we're looking for are other features, like if it's got a ridge running down its back, we call these keeled slugs. Sometimes they're um, semi-keeled, so that means that ridge only starts halfway down the body if it's um fully keeled it goes all the way from the mantle all the way back and i'm afraid they're the fellas that are trouble in your garden Getting your spuds. yes they are yes unfortunately but funny enough everyone thinks those huge great big black slugs are the ones that are the troublemakers they aren't really because they're the ones that are eating all your dead stuff when it comes to seedlings different thing it's like a sweet shop to any slug fair dues it's all you know so i think you just have to say you've got to look after your seedlings but um definitely this thing where everyone kills all the slugs in the garden you don't need to some of them are actually a bit more of your friend mm. and definitely if you've got the leopard slug how fantastic a name is that 
then that's your friend because it eats other slugs. Wow, yes, a sort of um, a carnivorous slug. <laughs> and I suppose this one, so the so this is the Aryan, uh, the, the, so this is the sort of classic to my mind, people might see in their garden every day, the brown one with, as you say, that striking bright orange fringe around the bottom. It's the one you do see quite often in gardens up and down the country. Yes, it is, and um, it does come in a lot of different colours. So there's actually Arianata, which I love the, the binomial name, which is the um, large black slug. And then there's one that comes more orangey, so um, they can be quite stunningly orange, actually quite vivid. And they're Arian Rufus, they're the large red slug. Um, and they're very, very common, especially if you walk through woodlands. So like in the Currags, they're the most common slug that's out in the Currags. Okie dokie. And so on the pages there, like I said, it's got, it's fascinating because you have actually got colour uh, pictures of the actual slugs that you're looking for. But then we have things like this, like a colour charts on quite a few of them as well, rather like you might find again in spore prints on a, in your fungi books or uh, if you're buying some paint for your wallpaper, that sort of thing, uh, or for your walls rather. Um, and then also, as you were saying, the various ideas of looking at the mantles, looking at the, uh, looking actually back, looking at the... What are they? Tubicles. Tubicles, tubicles yes, yep. yeah. And the air um, holes, whether they've got a dark rim to them or not, that's something else that we would look for. We also look at the sole, so we turn the slug over and we look to see if there's a stripe down the middle of the foot or not, or if there's any of the lines extend from the um, fringe onto the sole of the foot. And we also look for the mucus, which is a lovely job because mucus <laughs> comes in lots of different colours. <laughs> <laughs> How pleased are you? So that, so that little hole, yeah, again, so that little hole is a breathing hole, the one you see at the top. It almost looks like someone's burnt it with the, the end of a cigarette or something, but that is actually the breathing hole. It is, and it, it's always on the right side because slugs actually evolve from snails. It's, everyone thinks it's the other yeah, way around, but I it did. isn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so the advantage of being a slug is without having that shell, you can squeeze into little crevices and hide away but it also means you're more likely to dry out because you haven't got something to, to retreat in and you haven't got that protection. There are such things as shelled slugs. So they've got a little residual shell right on the end of their bottom, which looks like a little bustle, I think. It does, doesn't it? I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one of those. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you said shelled slug to most people, they'd instantly think it was a snail, but this is something with just a bit of residual shell left, but otherwise it's fairly slug-like. I've never, well, you get these over here? Do you get shelled ones here? I haven't personally seen one, but that's not to say there aren't any out there. They've just not been found, found. yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there's a challenge for everyone. <laughs> if you find a slug with a residual shell on the back, let you know, I suppose you'd be interested. Yes, I would be very interested. Take loads of photos because to us, we can then verify. So what we need with slugs is we need a photograph on the side, the top, if you can bear it, turn it over and take a photograph of the sole of the um, slug as well. So it's like a full photo shoot workout that we need. <laughs> what a thought. So our little chap we picked up there before then, what do we think? Have we got any, right. any clues as to where we right. might be placing him in the world of uh, slug IDs? What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to double check that he doesn't have any sort of keel on him. And what I do um, is I use my phone and I use the camera on my phone just to enlarge it. I do have hand lenses, but a lot of people find it very disconcerting to be nose almost touching a slug. So um, I found the camera a little bit better. 
So you can see it looks almost like a ridge down there, but Doesn't I don't it? think it is. No. It's not high enough. So what we're going to do is we're going to roll out killed slugs, and it's certainly not one of the Aryan species because it's not got that distinct hump shape. So um, we'll go past the Aryan pages and then past the keeled slugs. Okay. So now we're, these are ones without keels. They're not um, the same humped shape to them. And he's got very, very distinctive markings on him. So it's very, you can see um, it's almost like spots and smutty marks on him. And on the mantle, it looks almost like lines yep. going down it. So what we need to have a little look at if we look down here, it's one that might look a little bit similar. So you just have to flip over a couple of pages as well. So, can you see here? This is the one that I, as I've, as it's going over my finger, it feels more like water than a sticky mucus. So if you look, it describes it as, um, mucus colorless it's certainly not leaving any mark on me no watery and copious when handled so my fingers get very wet I think, yeah yes, there's yeah. a lot of it a um, lot of it and also um it gives you a bit of a clue here it says mainly in wilder habitats including woods um which we've got here yeah yeah and we found it in sort of a more wooded area so you can see it's got a whole range of colors it has um it says a pale keel and we were looking, weren't we, to see whether that was a keel or not. It does look very faint. So I think maybe we'll, this is the one that we're looking at. Yeah. Wow. So if we look at page 74, it might give us um, a name that we can get a handle on. Because sometimes binomial names are a bit of a... Yeah, mouthful. Muffle, aren't they? <laughs> yes. So here. There we go. Ah. Guess who we've got here. Oh, tree slug. Hey. So we found him. What he was doing on the ground, I don't know. He was a bit lost. But also, what's handy about this book as well, um, it's always reassuring to see that there's a distribution already found in the Isle of Man. So that's quite good. So that's the little fella that leaves all those um, lines. Lines up the, the tree. tree. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there we go. He's obviously come back down again. Happily, he hadn't dropped down and concussed himself. He was a... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> makes a lot of sense that it's got very watery mucus because that's the one with the fibres in yeah, yeah. that helps them to, to climb up surfaces. That's fantastic. There we go. Amazing. Well, what a fantastic little glimpse into the uh, world of, of slugs. I mean, it, 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 well, it's, it's, I always get amazed, like as we were saying at the beginning of this little talk, that there are worlds out there which are barely known, particularly when it comes to things like ants, invertebrates, flies, slugs and such like, because they're not the sort of thing that most people, most people just don't give them a second glance, do they? That's the whole thing. They just think, oh, it's a pest, not interested, boomf, and they're, they're instantly either killed or forgotten and that's it. Yes, and it's such a shame. Just looking in this tub, you can see that the markings on them are incredible, the variety. They're just actually, the more you get to look at them, the more beautiful they actually are. It's very hard to say that. I think most people, like you say, just sort of like get rid of them really quickly. As regards to pests in your garden and managing them, um, barriers, the, the biggest problem with slugs in your garden are the soil slugs. So even if you put pellets down, whatever, it doesn't make any difference because they're going through the soil and underneath those slug pellets. So they really make no difference whatsoever. I mean, I'm very heavily against 
the use of slug pellets anyway because it gets into the food chain. Yeah, yeah I think it's not smiled on these days, really. No, it's not really. Mm -hmm. So the alternatives you've got are to try and choose um, species of plant that are slug resistant. Like if you grow potatoes, go for early crop and go for um, kestrel potato. If you like your hostas, go for the more blue leaf ones. The slugs will still have a go at them because hostas are like, like manna from heaven for slugs, but they won't be as bad. The other thing you can try, slug pubs. I always think that's a nice way to go. Uh, yeah, I, I confess I use, I use the odd slug pub. <laughs> yes, I've used it though as well. On exactly the same basis, if you've got to go, but it that's, seems at least you'll go out very happy. Yeah, so yeah, that's the, the way I look at it as well. But then you can use things like barriers, you can use the copper tape. But the only thing with the copper tape is when it oxidises, it's no good. So you have to keep going out and cleaning and that tape. It. Yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> Love oh, it. Heck, he's on a Poli polish your slug wall. That's the way to do it. Well, yeah, there's a few things you can actually do there. Or, of course, you can do the obvious and uh, go out and just, as I do, pick them off and throw them somewhere else. Yes, yes. <laughs> Over the neighbour's fence. <laughs> Didn't hear that, anyone. <laughs> or just use the natural thing and try and encourage he hedgehogs. Frogs are another thing that they're going to eat them. Beetles, so if you've got piles of leaves and, you know, um, brash, which are twiggy bits, they're just fantastic. Let nature look after it for you. Marvellous. Well, look, we're all going to be looking at slugs in a slightly different light. So if anyone's out and about again, so the if we see a shelled slug, if so you see a slug with a little bit of remnant shell on, that's quite unusual. Let Dawn know, she'd be interested to know. And you mentioned one, what was the one you were saying before? The lemon slug, was that there? So that would be a... Oh, a, that would be, that would, well, I think the whole international press would come running over for that one. Really? Because um, they are a key indicator for ancient woodland and they are incredibly rare. Yeah. Wow. And I don't suppose, having sounds it's quite confusing, you're going to tell me now that the lemon slug isn't actually lemon coloured at all. It actually is. Oh, it is? <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah. A rarity in the slug world. <laughs> oh, great. Let's have a quick look then, and then uh, so we can just let people know if by any freak yes. chance you're out and about and saw something really unusual. And who knows? It does happen. The ash grey slug. Um, we do sometimes get unusual sightings. So if, you, if we've stirred your slug interest then yeah. uh, there might be oh gosh okay so the lemon slug he is he's very lemon colored lemony, yes it's very not lemony. just so beautiful and you can see on the distribution map there's none on the island no but they are in the northwest yes so you don't know they could be out there yeah there's no uh, I, I assume there's no evidence to say why they shouldn't be here albeit there's no yeah. evidence at the moment to say there is exactly you could be the first one to find one <laughs> there you go you see marvelous thanks Tom. we'll enjoy that we'll look at the slug in a different light that's good. Go out there and hug them. Hug a slug today. <laughs> oh, look at them all now. They're all like, are you ready enough now? That's it, we're off.